It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. A rose by any other name is yet still a rose. But the question is, can an Agile team pull more work into a sprint? I know you're probably thinking, what do the two have to do with each other? I promise at some point I'm going to tie this together. One of the most basic functions of working on a scrum team, and one of the, I guess it's one of the tenets or one of the rules, if you will, is that a team is not supposed to leave a bunch of work half finished at the end of the sprint. I have said so many times and in so many different episodes that team members should not be allowed to carry over work from one sprint to another. For me, that's one of the cardinal sins of Agile. It's one of the rules that should not be broken. There are very few things in Agile implementations that I'm really dogmatic about, but this might be one of them. It has to be a really good reason for you to carry work over from one sprint to another. I try to teach my teams from the onset that they should only sign up for the amount of work that they can actually consume. Even if that puts them at risk of signing up for one less item than what they can consume, and then on the backside, deciding whether they have enough bandwidth to finish an item and then pull it into the sprint once it's finished. I, under no circumstance, allow them to finish all their work and immediately pull another item in at the risk of not finishing it. Now, they're welcome to go get a head start on the first item in the next sprint, which will put them a little bit ahead. But under no circumstance do they pull that item in unless it's something that they can completely consume and do completely consume. A question that I'm frequently asked is whether a team can pull an additional product backlog item into a sprint if things are going well and they're clearly going to finish everything they have early or if they're already finished everything early. And the answer is, of course, you know, you can do that. But I also don't want you to just pull something in and execute it poorly. I also don't want you to pull something into your commitment unless you're certain that it's going to be finished. I would rather you get a head start on the next item than pull it into your sprint and have it be part of that sprint's commitment. Can a team drop work if they if they think things are going poorly? Can things be removed from a sprint? Well, when a team plans a sprint, they're doing their best to determine how much work they can finish. And you know what? They won't be perfect every time. The team won't be perfect every time. I bet that we can all think back and remember a team that needed to drop work at some point. They, they just do. Usually it's because of interruptions or outside things, but in this case, I just want to realize that fact, teams do drop things from time to time. But for a long time, I've been troubled by how frequently people ask uh, if the team can bring more work into the sprint. The answer to that is just crystal clear. Why are we asking to bring more work into a sprint and why is it happening more and more frequently now? So, When people ask you this question, you should challenge them and you should ask them the question, why would you bring something into the sprint that you feel like you're very likely or you may very likely not finish? And I think that when organizations and teams start thinking about this, here's my rule. This is a rule of what I call general volume of workload. So when I think about volume, The one thing I want to point out is I often say people get volume and time confused and people get time and uh, complexity confused. 
But the one question I always bring up is when I re when I meet a really cute baby, I always want to walk up to the mother and say, your baby is so cute. How many gallons does your baby weigh? And I know that sounds so silly, but the truth is when you ask somebody how long something's going to take them to do or whether or not certain items are going to fit, a lot of times it's the same as asking how many gallons does a baby weigh? And I have one person in a previous class recently who just said, well, if you know a gallon of water weighs this much, then you can do that calculation and figure it out. Ha 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 ha. I said, yeah, but what if it was a gallon of mercury or a gallon of lead? Then it would weigh a lot different than a gallon of water. Who said water, right? I think that the key here that I'm trying to make or the message that I'm trying to tell you is that even though teams will occasionally fall off a little bit or someone will get sick or something will happen or there'll be a major event that happens at work or whatever the case may be, those things will happen and they're outside of our control and we will have to occasionally drop work. True stuff. But when teams want to pull something in, my answer is universally, you're not going to pull it in unless you finish it. But if you want to go get a head start on the first item in the next sprint, by all means, take it on. And I think what that does is it promotes two things. One, it promotes cross-pollination so that teams can learn from each other and take a little bit of that bandwidth so that they can learn areas where there might be silos that exist. And two, it allows for individuals to really dig in and pair and peer review each other's code, thereby increasing quality. So the quality of things that we release are going to be good. It helps us part of honoring our WIP limits, our work in progress limits, right? So to be super clear, there's nothing wrong with being partially done with something at the end of a sprint. The problem is when a team is partially done with many, many things, or worse, partially done with everything. I don't want people to carry things over. There's nothing wrong if a team finishes eight and a half product backlog items instead of the nine that they originally committed to because of an interruption or because something happened. The key here is to not take more work in until you finish the work that you did. There's a concept called Little's Law. Little's Law or queuing theory says that you should stop starting new things and start finishing the things that you've begun. And if you can do that, and finish the things that you started and control your whip. These are keys that are gonna help you understand how the team functions. It's gonna help you better forecast. It's gonna increase your quality. And at the end of the day, it's gonna help everybody have a better work-life balance. That's gonna do it for this episode. If you have a topic you want us to talk about, make sure you reach out to us at learnmoreatagiledad.com. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.